Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to a surprise drop-in episode of That Sounds Fun. You know what that means. We're talking about the network. I'm your host, Andy F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store. So I am just dropping into your podcast feed today to let you know the latest and greatest news coming at you from the That Sounds Fun Network. The newest podcast to join the That Sounds Fun Network is called Where We Are with Michael and Melissa Ware. You remember Michael. He was recently on one of our TSF Tour live shows. Also, episode 23, episode 111, episode 272. Basically, anytime I need a voice of reason for what's going on in the political realm, Michael is on the short list of experts I want to consult. Well, he and his lovely wife, Melissa, who is equally as brilliant, are teaming up on this podcast, Where We Are, which is a companion podcast to their Reclaiming Hope newsletter. Where We Are features marital chatter about the latest in politics, faith, and family life. So here in our podcast amusement park, you know, that's how we refer to our network, where each of our podcasts is like a different ride or attraction in the amusement park. Well, there's something for everybody. There's snack stands, there's wild roller coasters, there's a carousel some relaxing swings and maybe even a water ride to mix things up. You'll hear us talk about that exactly. And if you like one of the rides, there is a good chance you'll enjoy the others. We love having a group of like-minded hosts with a wide variety of passions and area of expertise as a part of our network. And then we get to help with behind-the-scenes stuff like strategy and advertising and building community so the podcasters never feel like they're doing this podcast journey on their own. So here's how this is going to work. We're going to talk a little bit, me, Michael, and Melissa, and then we'll take a quick break and come back with a sneak peek of one of the up coming episodes of Where We Are. You're going to hear this, but Michael and Melissa are actually doing two types of show on their podcast. Every Sunday will be a full episode of them sitting and chatting, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they're going to be doing a morning five, a five-minute conversation that I think you're going to love. You're going to get to hear a little bit of both of those today. So here's my conversation with Michael and Melissa Ware, host of Where We Are, the newest podcast on the That Sounds Fun Network. Michael and Melissa, welcome to That Sounds Fun. 
So good Thank to be with you. you. I mean, glad to be here. Michael, you're an all-star on That Sounds Fun, but Melissa, what they don't know, it's your first time <laughs> and you're really the piece de resistance of the Ware family. <laughs> Thank you. I believe it. This isn't a normal show, Michael Ware, because usually you come on and you help us make some big political decisions. But today, it's a little different because you're joining the network. That's right. Hooray! We're so happy. Big news. This is going to be so, so fun. For starters, thank you for trusting us to be your partner in this because we have long looked for a trusted show that would have some political conversations along with faith life and culture. And so will you talk about, I mean, y'all have already been doing a version of this for your Substack audience. What made you even start into the podcasting world? Well, Our Substack has been a place where we built a really great community of people who are super interested in politics, but are not interested in turning the temperature up, but are interested in turning the temperature down. Yes. And so we thought that our readers would really love a podcast form of our of our newsletter, where Michael and I get to go more in depth on certain issues each week, and where people get to learn more about us as people, so that we're not just you know words on a page on yeah, Substack. Yeah. And so the podcast has taken off, and we've gotten great response out of it, and it's been really great for us as a couple as well because really? we're we're parents to two two kids under four, and. <laughs> Our usually our Saturday night recordings. We're going to be recording a little bit earlier in the week now. But our time for us to actually talk to one it's, another. Yeah, doing the podcast is like when we get to catch up. <laughs> you know, like, Do y'all uh, like open a bottle of wine and like just sit down and hit record? Literally, yes, literally. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's great. It's like our date night, uh, and and that's just we're in a season right now, Annie. Yeah. And uh, and but so it's been it's been great, and I mean, really, it's a way to, you know, invite, you know, Melissa and I, I think there are a lot of folks who talk about politics as they should. We're all sort of participants in civic life. I think what's helpful and in in some ways unique about, uh, about our show is that Melissa and I both have professional experience working mm-hmm. in civics and in politics. And yet we're not grounded in that experience. We're grounded in the gospel. And so I think there are a lot of people who don't have that experience, but Mm -hmm. sort of uh, talk about politics and that's wonderful. Or there are people who are sort of political professionals and are kind of like mercenaries. And we're saying, do you know what? Like uh, God is so much bigger than the political fights that sort of happen on social media and in the news on a day-to-day basis. Let's kind of zoom out and think about how we can approach these issues as important as they are as Christians. And that's that's what we try and do on the podcast. Yeah. Melissa, will you give a little bit of your history in the civic world? And we'll, Michael, we'll have you do it again as well for our audience that has missed the other episodes you've been on. But Melissa, tell us a little bit about your history in this. Well, I'm trained in foreign policy. So that's where my training is in terms of politics. And so sometimes on the podcast, you'll have you'll get episodes where I'm talking about something going on in the world. So when, we, when Russia happened, we covered Russia. When Afghanistan happened, we covered Afghanistan. So that's where my training is. That's where my professional experience is. The other half of my professional experience, though, is in religion and politics. So I helped one, or, one international organization for about 10 years design their religion and politics programming. And I've done that in consultancy now. So for the past three years, I've been a consultant with Michael, and I help clients navigate those kinds of issues, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, for you. For me, it sounds like a nightmare. For you, you're like, this is great. This is what I'm dreaming of. Michael, will you give a little bit of your bio again for people? 
Yeah, sure. So I uh, was interested in civics uh, very early on in life, but became a Christian after reading Romans when I was 15. And very early on, I had the vocational question of what does it mean to be faithful in public things? And that brought me to D.C., and it brought me in a hotel uh, lobby where serendipitously or providentially, I met then Senator Barack Obama right before he announced he was running for president. And that meeting led to me working for him for his first presidential campaign in the White House and uh, for his reelect. And then over the last decade, I've uh, come alongside Christian leaders and organizations, helping them to navigate uh, public life. And I've done some writing and speaking myself. But um, but but yeah, it's been an incredible sort of incredible sort of ride. Uh, and sort of this this podcast and sort of the work we're doing now is you know an outflowing of of that experience. Mm-hmm. It was so fun, Michael, to hear the response, and not only of our live show where you are our guest in uh, in Philly. Yeah, it was in Philly, yeah, right? Yeah. But when people well, got well, to... Andy, they're very... I believe it was Kings of Prussia. Yes, it was not, Kings of Prussia. Not, <laughs> not Philly specifically. That's the, exactly there's right. There's a real turf war, real turf war going on there. But but yes, yes yeah. We got, we, got, we got corrected for yes. sure. Um, and King of Prussia. But it was so fun after your episode came out on the podcast too to hear people who don't really know a lot of faith people who have worked in politics having these conversations like you said so that's really exciting for me I have to ask you a hard question because a lot of my friends listening and a a lot of things I believe can lean conservative and then I have some beliefs that don't it feels like everybody's kind of a little bit of a mix except the very loud edges yeah you're an Obama guy And so that would lead people to believe you believe certain things. So if we're releasing a political podcast about civic life and politics, can conservatives trust you too? Yeah. Yeah. I I think so. I've been really uh, privileged uh, to work with conservatives throughout my career. As you know, Annie, my job in the White House was to make sure that conservatives had a seat at the table uh, at policy discussions. And then when I left the White House, uh, worked with a range of both Christian leaders and political actors across the aisle on issues like adoption and human trafficking. You know, th- this podcast, there, there is no such thing as sort of a perspectiveless uh, sort of uh, sort of point of view. And so, but I think we'll always be mm-hmm. open. I yes. think we'll always uh, be inviting and not sort of browbeating. Um, and really the point of the podcast is to invite people into a conversation and to, you know, so we do these weekly episodes that are conversations. And then throughout the week, Monday through Thursday, people will get five minute episodes yeah. in their inbox in the morning that are not a lot of opinion in those. We open with prayer. Uh, and then I just cover the top three news items that will help you. Brilliant. We've already heard from parents who are listening to that uh, those episodes in the car with their kids on the way to school yeah. and they're providing great fodder. And so um, and so that's kind of the tone we're setting and, and, and the mission we have with this podcast. Yeah, that's great. Melissa, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how do we all, because we all show up with some bias or some perspective. We, none of us are without perspective. How do we build things? Because I want to do this too. I want to build things where people who don't agree with everything I say, I don't agree with everything I say after time, right? But when people who don't agree with everything we say, how do we build a place where people are welcome, even if we don't agree? 
I think it's all about posture a lot of the Mm. time. And part of what we've been trying to do in our work is help people build a posture in which you can be in situations like that. Because we know we often are, even at the dinner table with family. Right. Where we vehemently disagree with the other person's position. And what I mean by posture is, you know, taking ideas like, maybe I'm wrong about something. So I'm actually going to hold this issue or this idea or this stance that I have lightly. I'm passionate about it, but I'm going to hold it lightly. Mm -hmm. And then when you're moving forward with interacting with a person or a group of people, or no matter what the situation is, when you're holding things more lightly, even if you're passionate about it, even if you have a a load of expertise on it, like I'll say like, yeah, my expertise is in foreign policy, but I know I could be wrong day in, day out. And so, I mean, that comes from obviously humility, that type of posture. It's about obviously seeing the Imago Dei and other people, oftentimes taking that kind of posture constantly. And a lot of times it's about reminding yourself of these things. So it's almost like disciplines for the public square taking these on. One thing I've noticed, Annie, is I think you'd think that those who work in politics would be the most sort of... um, would, would hold their views the most tightly. What I found is that those who work in politics, who have seen sort of the, uh, uh, the, the political process and been a part of it, they're actually the ones who understand how fallible we are wow. and how mm-hmm. there are unintended consequences. And I think one of the biggest sort of uh, things we want to overturn is we have a culture right now that has conflated anger and bluster with conviction that you can if you're shouting all the time that means you really believe it mm-hmm. and uh that's not something we believe we don't yeah. believe that shouting and anger equates with with actually believing something mm-hmm. i think jesus is like a really good really good model for that yes. uh and so so that's that's a part of the ethic of the of the podcast too mm-hmm. one of the things i struggle with when we talk about politics and I would love for y'all to speak to this. It feels like to me that a lot of people, my friends, myself included, maybe in some ways, have issues that we feel like are uncompromisable. Maybe yep. it's LGBTQ issues, or it's border, mm-hmm. or it's abortion, yeah. or it's the environment, or it, you yeah. know. And and we go like, in no way is anyone who disagrees with this a believer. Are yeah. there actually issues that are political in nature, though a lot of people would say some of those aren't political in nature. They're spiritual in nature. They're they're Mm -hmm. faith-based in nature. Like, what do we do with that feeling of, I can't compromise on this thing or these two things? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I do think that there are principles and realities and truths that are just the truth. I think the, what I hope our podcast will, will help cultivate is an understanding that uh, the moment you bring those truths into politics, into governance, uh. then you're taking the ultimate into the realm of the prudential. Like you're, you're, you can believe something is true, but how you implement that truth, now you're in the job of translation, not wow. in sort of one-to-one enactment. And so you might believe that we have a, a call to steward creation that, that doesn't necessarily answer the question of whether H.R. 117 is better than H.R. 163 sure. Sure. In, in addressing that issue. And so there's actually a lot of room 
to say, yes, I hold these convictions. These are the convictions that I bring with me into politics and the priorities I, I bring into politics. But when I enter the political space, it's not that those convictions and those truths aren't, aren't real or aren't true anymore. It's that now I'm in the business of of figuring out how to implement them in my particular time and circumstance. And to Melissa's point, that's something we could hold a little more a little more loosely. Yeah, that's right. I don't have anything to add to that. That feels like such a scary part about talking about politics when you're a faith person, is that, yeah. is that we translate, I have this strong belief in my faith life, and if your politics don't match my politics around this thing, we don't believe the same thing about Jesus. Yeah. Right. And that feels yeah. like a long jump to me. Yeah. No, it's mm-hmm. it's very tough. And it turns into a really like um, spiritually oppressive sort of environment because you're trying what 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 happens when you create that uh, when that environment is created is that you're you're really making an, an idol of your political views and you're and, wow. and and then that gets imposed on other people and we end up confusing the gospel for our political opinions but let me you're not going to be saved by your politics uh, th- that is that is not how how it works and so so yeah but it's a, it's a real it's a real problem and again like I hope the podcast will uh, mm-hmm. Even in the way that Melissa and I talk about these things with one another as, as a couple, mm-hmm. I hope it will provide people with a sense of freedom and lightness and joy when it comes to politics yeah. um, in a way that seems like pretty unimaginable yeah. <laughs> you know, for a lot of people in this, in this mm-hmm. environment. Yeah. You're doing it, though. That's it. And I love the permission you are giving us, like, hold your convictions as tightly as you want to in your life. Be thoughtful yeah. when it bleeds into your politics. Yeah. That's no, right. I think that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. That is so helpful. This is why we've needed you to do this show. I just, especially, I mean, how unfortunate that midterms and Thanksgiving are so close together. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, are, are, are y'all going to help us? Like, I mean, are y'all going to help us maneuver through these midterms? Like, what is happening, you guys? Everything is so big already. Oh, we know. <laughs> and it's just going to it's going to feel like it's getting bigger and bigger. I mean, yeah. because that's what these these political seasons do is that they start so early. Mm. And then they continue to crescendo to the point where you mm. feel like you're not getting off of the crescendo yeah. often. And so that's why you end up feeling tired. And then when it comes to these situations, just going back to this where before when you're presented with a time in which you can be trying to do that sort of balance of holding your convictions while holding the actual political stance lately makes it really difficult to do. But honestly, that's kind of how our politics is designed right now to make you feel that way. Yeah. Um, Rude. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but for the midterms, yes. Yeah, so what we've been doing already is we've been covering it each week because usually each week there are at least a few races. Right now, we've just been getting through the main primaries, obviously, yeah. and then the actual general will be in November for, for all of the states. There are many going on, and what you can expect on the podcast, especially on the the morning five, the Monday through Thursday five minute, is going through if there is a race that day on that Tuesday. And then in the long form, especially with our our upcoming episode that is uh, that launched a couple days ago, we go through basically what is a midterm? Why do yeah. we have midterms? We go through a lot of the basics because we understand that 
quite a few of us are probably operating like, oh yeah, this is happening. This is important. And I, uh, I think I understand what's yeah, going on. Yeah. So we're, we're going through the basics a little bit and then, and then we go through what it, uh, what is happening basically on August 23rd for those midterms. Yeah, Brilliant. yeah, that's right. Okay. So this is a perfect spot. Let's go and listen now to some of Sunday's episode of where we are. Melissa, as you look ahead to the midterms, what what are you what are you watching for? What do you think are are issues that can determine the the balance of power? And are, and are there any particular races that you're interested in digging deeper on over the next few months? Right. So uh, I'm really watching the economy right now. I'm watching inflation. Um, the inflation reports that will continue to um, be released, whether or not hotflation is gone or if we'll start to see a decrease. I'm watching to see what the Fed does in terms of decisions on interest rate, which there should be a big one in September. Um, the economy is one of the strongest drivers of voter decision making out there. And so that's where what I'm watching um, the fact that the past this past month gas prices have dropped so much, inflation has started to sort of I don't know maybe re- maybe reach its carrying capacity, and with prices on a lot of important commodities like wood and other things needed for, for manufacturing, or you know the housing market has sort of um, cooled down a bit because of interest rates. It's been a better month economically or economic news wise or even the narrative around it that it has been for like the last nine, 10, 11 months. Um, By the way, I don't know if you saw it this past week, uh, the price of the chicken wing yes, dropped I saw that. below, uh-huh. d- dropped a pre-inflation levels. That's and you because the bill season you, is coming. Well, you yeah, it's because of the Buffalo Bills. And you would have thought, there are a couple Buffalonians at least that work for the Biden White House, but you would have thought that these were that the White House was completely staffed by Buffalo folks the way they were really trumpeting out, you know, the, the chicken wing is now, you know, more more affordable. You know, this economy is, I've, I've never seen a White House more excited about chicken wings. No, but, I know. But Isn't they're looking funny? for whatever they can, but that's with, whatever they can sort of champion. When yeah. it comes to these price indexes, it's just so funny um, what, commodities that they'll end up focusing on like oh this is actually this particular product is some weird esoteric product like a chicken wing is like a harbinger of the entire macroeconomic <laughs> landscape i mean that's what they that's what economists do yeah so. on a chicken wing and a prayer yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so i'm watching the economy um as uh one of the biggest sort of bellwethers tells for how voters may act i'm watching uh when the Supreme Court returns, um, the sort of conversations there uh, is sort of like the, in terms of like um, the mood that it brings, because I do think Dobbs is important. I do think that Dobbs and the sentiments there can last, but how much and at what level will the sentiments for Dobbs last into November 8th, which is a far removed from, you know, like, a you know, June, July, from when, you know, there was pretty much the fervor. Yeah. But I'm also watching um, statistics on rates of violence in cities because violence uh, and crime and gun control have all been huge issues over the past few months and have also driven a lot of voters and their sentiments and what candidates they're they're looking at. Um, and then, obviously, immigration 
um, is another huge voter issue, especially yeah, in the Will there South. be another flashpoint will there be another on flashpoint? immigration between now and November? I think that's exactly right. That's right. And I think um, one of the issues that I care about personally um, is health care. Um, and so uh, the prescription drug price um, legislation that just came down. How soon do people start feeling the benefits yes. of that or at least being able yes. to more tangibly anticipate those benefits? Which is very much tied to the inflation conversation. How much do people feel like they have in their pocket right now to spend because there's been savings somewhere with the Affordable Care Act or with prescription drugs or with their grocery store prices or at the gas pump, name it. Yeah. They're, you know, they're building a deck on the back of their house. Um, so those are the issues that I'm looking at. Now, in terms of key races, I mean, I am watching the Fetterman-Oz race just because they've made it such a spectacle. Uh, we, we have many, many thoughts on um, making politics a spectacle here at uh, where we are, but I, I won't go into that. So I'm watching that race quite Don't closely. tempt me, Melissa. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to talk about it at some point. But that, yeah, we'll talk about it. You're exactly right. We won't talk about it here, but my, you're absolutely right. That race has turned into yeah. a, quite a spectacle. I, uh, I have no idea what what issues any of the candidates are talking about no but it's become no, quite a yeah. spectacle mm-hmm, yeah okay yeah. so i'm just interested from the that spectacle perspective of what you know what actually makes it through in the end who are people voting for yeah um in terms of governor races i'm super interested in the georgia governor's race yeah um maryland our own state that race um what's happening down in texas with beto o'rourke and abbott uh, those are just to name a few. What are you looking? What I mean, I, I you know, I think t- Ohio. I yeah. think Ohio is going to be. You know, for a couple of cycles, Ohio fell off as like the bellwether. Right. I think we we may be entering, we may be returning to Ohio being a critical bellwether, at least That's in these in these midterm elections. Yeah. Uh, Mike Dewine, the the very mm. popular Republican governor. Uh, Ohio has now had two very popular Republican governors from right. John Kasich and now now Devine, uh, Devine and um, and then you know I do expect the JD Vance Tim mm-hmm, Ryan mm-hmm, race mm-hmm. to heat up and it's a very interesting race you know JD Vance is kind of an outsider doesn't have a huge political profile does have a uh, I think higher name ID because of how successful his book was. He has made a, a very conservative turn from uh, from sort of what a lot of people thought of him when his book was uh, first coming out. Although, if you knew about J.D. Vance, you knew that he had a he had a background in conservative sort of think tank world. And what's interesting about that race is you have J.D. Vance, then you have Tim Ryan, who Tim Ryan his his entire career coming up, he was a moderate pro-life Catholic. Mm-hmm. And then we saw him flip on the life issue with many people kind of thinking, okay, this is kind of what he thought he needed to do to run for higher office uh, and get Democratic support. Now what's interesting is, uh, though the political winds have turned in Ohio and Tim Ryan is now trying to pivot back as a moderate. And <laughs> yeah. so it's it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that plays out. And if he's he's just tried to be too many iterations of himself or if there is a core that sort of comes 
comes through, what I can tell you is a ton of money is going to be spent right. in the state of Ohio on these elections. Okay, you guys, so the morning five. So that's going to be on Sundays. We'll have a long form like we just heard of like, the conversation right. over a glass of wine between the two of you. You're our only show that launches on Sunday. I love it. Why not? Perfect. It's yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely perfect. And so then, Michael, tell us a little bit more about how are you finding these Monday through Thursday articles and how are you turning it around so quickly? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's a lot. We record late the night before because we want we want the uh, we want uh, the episodes to be relevant for folks in their mornings, and yeah. so we want we want folks to have a sense of what's going to happen uh, that that day, what's going to be leading the news that day. And Annie, like the the core conviction uh, behind why I I started uh, sort of the, these daily episodes is I, I I think that there is a unspoken concern that that Christians have that Jesus kind of isn't up to the task of our politics. Right. And, and that it is just uh, too audacious to pray about our political life or to think about be, because it's been so divisive in the past and because we feel uncertain about what it means to think Christianly about our politics. So many of us have just sort of, um, quarantined off our political life from our our our, our Christian life from yeah. our from our from our faith life and so for five minutes in the morning we open with prayer we close with prayer and then that prayer covers the news of the day and my hope is that you know without being heavy-handed about it that folks will as they see sort of the news ticker throughout the day and maybe catch something on CNN or Fox News or MSNBC or, or they catch a news clip, that they build up the habit of praying over that, yeah. uh, praying over the news that they come across throughout the day and over the conversations that they're having throughout their day yes. with their family, with coworkers mm -hmm. about politics. And, and so really this is a habit forming kind of endeavor. Um, and and it, it's just kind of a fun five minutes for oh, folks. Oh, I love morning. it. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, so let's hear one of those right here. This is yesterday's Morning 5. We subscribe to the show today. You can go back and hear Sunday's episode. This is Monday's Morning 5, and you can hear today's too. So here's Monday's Morning 5. Finally, uh, last week, President Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law through one perspective, the Inflation Reduction Act is a, a pared-down version of the Build Back Better plan. Uh, and some progressive activists have critiqued it for uh, being too small, uh, for not including their favored uh, provisions. Viewed from another lens, for instance, uh, you could look at the climate change provisions and say that this is the single most a significant piece of uh, uh, legislation for addressing climate change that has ever been passed. Uh, and so that debate is uh, playing out, will continue to play out. Uh, but just wanted to talk briefly about the provisions of the bill. Uh, basically covers three areas, climate change, health care, and taxes. Uh, in, under climate change, 
There's uh, tax credits for carbon capture, uh, consumer tax credits for some electric uh, vehicles, new limits on the release of methane gas, and $60 billion in incentives to increase domestic solar panel production. Under healthcare, uh, significantly, Medicare will be able to negotiate drug prices on uh, high-cost drugs beginning in 2026. The bill also um, renews uh, Affordable Care Act subsidies or extends those subsidies, which will uh, it is, is estimated to prevent millions of Americans from losing their health care coverage. Also includes a $35 cap on insulin costs for Medicare patients. So quite a few uh, both sweeping and, and pretty targeted health care uh, provisions here that have been discussed by uh, politicians of, of both parties, most notably uh, President Trump spoke often about Medicare being able to negotiate drug prices. Finally, under taxes, the bill puts in a 15% minimum tax on most companies that report a billion dollars or more in income to their shareholders. And uh, what has come under significant attack from Republicans uh, provides uh, $80 billion uh, for the IRS. And so it's a, it was passed, signed into law last week, thought for this morning five, it would be good to take the time just to give you a sense of uh, the significant legislation that was passed by Congress. And with that, uh, that wraps up the news for this morning. Let's close, as we always do uh, on this podcast, with Dallas Willard's uh, rendition of the Lord's Prayer. Dear Father, always near us, may your name be treasured and loved. May your rule be completed in us. May your will be done here on earth in just the way it is done in heaven. Give us today the things we need today and forgive us our sins and impositions on you as we are forgiving all who in any way offend us. Please don't put us through trials, but deliver us from everything bad because you are the one in charge and you have all the power, and the glory too is all yours forever, which is just the way we want it. Thanks for listening to The Morning Five. Hope you have a good day. Talk to you tomorrow. Michael, the thing that amazes me about The Morning Five is is I mean I'm I already have a couple of things I listen to every day. Father Mike, I listen to him read the Bible to me every day. I listen to um, a couple of news organizations. I try to listen to two two that tell me two sides of the same story every yeah. day. So yours feels like such a great five minutes of our day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and again, it's been it's been so much fun uh, hearing. For, I mean, so it's it's for. Uh, everyone, we have college students who, yeah. who listen and it, it's sort of how they fit their news in. But we just love the parents who say, do you know what? This is a great way to steward that car drive to school yes. in the morning. Yes. And my kids are asking questions that I didn't even know that they were they were thinking about. And so it's just been a cool thing. And I'm excited to see 
how it flourishes uh, on the That Sounds Fun Network. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so glad our friends are getting. I mean, we joke a lot that we're and say that we're an amusement park of podcasts. And so we want a <laughs> variety of rides. And this is we have a couple of rides that we're missing. And this was a big one. You know, so in a way, Annie, you did take me to a water park. Uh, <laughs> after all these years. After Michael all these Ware, years. Y'all are the water yeah. ride. Y'all are the water we ride. didn't know it was a metaphor the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, honestly, the first ride that came to my mind was the Scrambler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah that, right. that too. That too. <laughs> Michael, if you knew how many times I said to people, one of my friends who worked in the White House said, the thing that sounds fun to him is a water park, you guys. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, okay. Do y'all, is there anything we didn't say about the podcast you want to make sure we say? I don't know. What do you think? I think we covered it. I would just say, you know, we're really excited for the way the audience will feed into how the podcast changes and evolves. Uh, uh, I I think we're interested in doing sort of, uh, we haven't had the opportunity yet to do sort of uh, listener questions and that kind of thing. But we really see this, especially as we move toward the midterms and then I'm sorry to say the presidential election will be starting pretty soon after. We're really looking forward to building a, a community where we could walk through all of this together. And so that's that's just one, I think, aspect of this that'll that'll I think be a beautiful thing. How can we communicate with you? Like what what will be the way that as listeners we can say back, like, hey, I have a big question about what just happened in the Alaska primaries or what's going on with is Biden gonna even get a chance to run again? I mean, like, how do we ask these questions back to you? So the best way right now mm-hmm. is through um, through the Substack. So we'll, we'll continue to run the Substack, and that's a reclaiminghope.substack.com. And uh, folks can send in questions there. Mm-hmm. We post regular content throughout the week that sort of syncs up with the podcast. So so that's that's uh, th- that's that's one one good way for folks to be in touch. Yeah, with that's us. a great community. There's a comment section where you can comment, and right. I'm the one who gets the email alert. Yes, girl. Um, sometimes it, it always emails me directly also you can contact us on social media there's <laughs> at michael r Ware and melissa m Ware on twitter yeah. but substack will be the best spot okay great that's good because i mean i'm there are going to be episodes where you're like here's the 170 questions that people have <laughs> that we need to answer <laughs> so, okay well you know the last question we always ask melissa you've never gotten to answer this before i'm thrilled about hearing both your answers because the show and the network that you just joined is called that sounds fun tell me what sounds fun to you uh well lately i have been so thrilled with the james webb space telescope images because i really love astronomy they're beautiful Um, i i cried real american tears when i saw that first picture Oh, I know it's it's astounding. So I love astronomy. So like my, what sounds like a good time to me is I want to invest in a telescope and I want to buy a telescope one of these days. And with our daughters start looking up at stuff and getting real into it. So that, that sounds fun to me right now at this point in time. I mean, those pictures, it it blows my mind. It just makes you, I'm listening to another podcast. that's really funny and weird and talks about all sorts of supernaturally things. And I'm like, there is so much we don't know. Yes. And there's no at, you look I zoomed in on the you know the main image of the that little dot in the yes. known the, the universe that we can see and I was looking at the stuff and I was like what is that what is it <laughs> what, what does that look like that <laughs> anyways it is there are so many amazing. scientists on Twitter who have been so generous at their time like explaining to people tuna yes. it's just it, it's it it stirs curiosity it stirs the wonder. Yeah, I, I just love astronomy. So my experience yeah. is when I would have told you 
I don't know, a bunch of years ago that if you stir my curiosity and my wonder about what I don't know, that it would make me more afraid. And it has <laughs> actually made me love God more. I found yeah, when yeah. you see, oh, he, there's so much I don't know. It is, it's like drawing me closer to God. I don't know. It's really I've something. I've had the exact same experience, Annie, Yeah, where Michael, when we, because we've been together for a very long time. Yes, high school say, sweethearts, right? Yeah, we're high school sweethearts. Yeah. So we've been together 17 years now. Uh, and he would say, oh, look at that. Look at the sky. Look at the color. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's like red. Okay. Yeah. But now, you know, I look at these things and I, and you know, it honestly, like, yes, it, there has been that sort of spiritual opening as well for me yeah. in terms of when I'm looking at things now, especially like this. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older. I'm just learning lessons and the Holy Spirit is working in me more. I'm not sure what, but you know, staring at stuff like this, yeah, you just kind of wonder about every single atom and cell that God yes. has made. And it's yes. just, it's, just, it's just an enormous amount. It's the, it's just an enormous amount of art and work. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Good answer. Okay, Michael Ware, that's challenging. Your wife had a good answer. What'd you bring in? You've had yeah. to answer this like the four cosmos. times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cosmos, what you got? Water park? Yeah. A uh, football, like, you know, like, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I'm very excited about the Buffalo Bills this season, but I, I think I'll stick with the nature theme. And uh, we have a park right across yeah. uh, uh, the street and uh, Saoirse and uh, Alaria, our youngest, just started walking like mm -hmm. two weeks ago. Uh. So uh, I think further exploration of of what Saoirse calls the forest uh, is <laughs> the forest. Uh, like fun to me. The forest. Dada, can, can we go to the forest? Oh, you're like, like yes, we can. Okay, okay. I yeah, mean, that it's amazing what y'all are, y'all are experiencing the biggest and the smallest of what God's made, right? Yes. Like learning that's to right. walk and space. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that's right. That's amazing. That's life. Yeah. Oh, that's life. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, I can't wait for people to get on board with where we are. And I just think it's, I, I'm so honored. I don't, sometimes I, like when the snack show I did on, I was like, this is going to be a trip. People are going to love it. And, and I love the snack show. I, it's so good. <laughs> I know. But it, for y'all, I just want you to hear me say, I feel so honored that you would trust us with this sacred work because helping us balance this and do this well feels really sacred to me. So thank y'all for trusting our team with that. Well, Annie, I just want to say like over the years, it's been one of like the highlights of my, uh, of my professional sort of life over the last five years that you've trusted me to speak with your audience. And like, I was thinking back before the call today, like all of the crazy stuff we've walked through together um, and all the wonderful like responses from those who know and trust you, Andy. So I, I just think this is a great partnership and I'm excited to see where it goes. And we're there. honored. Oh, yes. Wow. This yeah. is going to be fun. Thank you guys. Here's to lowering the temperature as elections come mm -hmm. around. That's our job. Indeed. Oh, you guys, don't you love them, man? It just feels like, like Melissa said, we're just bringing the temperature down. I hope that you feel similar that I feel about Michael and Melissa is whether you agree with them totally politically or not, whether you agree with them, you know, how much they love Italian food and water parks and whether you agree with me all the time that this is such a good, helpful show as we navigate the political future of our country and world. 
And I'm just so thankful. And we have been dying to have a daily show on the network. So we are so happy, not only about the Sunday shows where we can sit and listen to their conversation, but also the morning five, Monday through Thursday. So be sure to follow and subscribe to where we are, wherever you love to listen to podcasts and follow them on social media. Tell them thanks and welcome to the network and to this awesome group of friends. You can go ahead and rate and review their show if you get a chance. Share it with friends that you know are going to love it and sign up for their sub stack and that's where you can also ask questions and get more involved the links will be in the show notes if you need anything else from me you know i'm excited and embarrassingly easy to find annie f downs on instagram facebook all the places you may need me that's how you can find me and i think that's it for me today friends what a good tuesday what a good tuesday y'all go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you and i will do the same and today what sounds fun to me oh what sounds fun to me today I'm eating dinner with a family that I really love getting to spend time with tonight. So that sounds really fun with me is, is hanging out with that family tonight. So that's what I will do as we celebrate the launch of where we are. Y'all have a great couple of days. We'll see you back here on Thursday with the CEO of Ancestry and just an incredible businesswoman. Y'all are going to love this conversation with Deb Lou. We'll see y'all then. <laughs>